You're listening to Talking Taiwan with your host, Felicia Lin. Hello, listeners. Here's another one of the lost episodes of Talking Taiwan that we discovered were recorded back in 2012. Yes, that's over 10 years ago when Talking Taiwan was just being created. Next week, we'll be bringing back this guest back for a follow-up interview to find out what they're up to these days. This episode of Talking Taiwan has been sponsored by NATOA, the North America Taiwanese Women's Association. NATOA was founded in 1988, and its mission is 1. To evoke a sense of self-esteem and enhance women's dignity. 2. To oppose gender discrimination and promote gender equality. 3. To fully develop women's potential and encourage their participation in public affairs. 4. To contribute to the advancement of human rights and democratic development in Taiwan. 5. To reach out and work with women's organizations worldwide to promote peace for all. To learn more about NADWA, visit their website www.natwa.com. Without further ado, here's our interview. Back in 2012, when Gracie Kim was interviewed for Talking Taiwan, she had a YouTube show called Gracie in the Kitchen, and she talked about some of the episodes that were in the works. How are you? So Gracie, you're Korean and raised in New Zealand. That's right. We often call ourselves Kowis because Korean Kiwi shortened has a nice little ring to it when we say Kowi. <laughs> Gracie talked about where she learned to cook. Uh, you know, it, it's a bit funny because I didn't grow up cooking, but when I moved cities for work the first time, I realized that all the food that I loved to eat growing up, predominantly Korean food, I couldn't have anymore. And so I started experimenting and asking my parents, um, and relatives how to make things and I just got hooked I guess it's just so exciting there's an infinite number of things you can make with the same ingredient you know it's, it's really exciting I didn't really learn anywhere I guess I just um, self-taught experimented <laughs> still learning when did someone aside from yourself or your mom compliment you on your cooking you know I have to say it's really recent <laughs> Probably in the last few years, people have been like, hey, this is good. How did you make this? Can you send me your recipe? But, uh, you know, I think it's always a bit of trial and error. Sometimes things work out great and some, sometimes it doesn't. And it's just that strive for the next yummy thing that just keeps me going and keeps me experimenting with new things. Gracie in the Kitchen is a show on YouTube that's going to be shot in Taiwan. And she talked about what the goal of the show was. The goal isn't really to get, you know, heaps and heaps of viewers necessarily. Obviously, if we do, that's fantastic. But it's really just about spreading the message of my philosophy, which is that, you know, food is a really powerful tool. It can bring people together and cultures together. And it's really yummy, too, you know, and food can do lots of things for our bodies that sometimes we're not aware of, like it can cheer us up sometimes when we're feeling down or can relax us sometimes when we're feeling stressed. So I want to really spread the idea of the power of food and also the belief I have that, you know, we spend so much time feeding our bodies every day, you know, because we have to survive. But we don't really think so much about feeding the other parts of what makes us who we are, like the mind and the soul or the spirit. I really think it's exciting that there's a way maybe that we can feed on a daily basis our body, mind and soul. 
Each episode, Gracie focuses on a mood, and then she has a musical guest. Yeah, that's right. I guess connected with what I was saying about feeding body, mind, and soul, because food can have these amazing properties, right, like cheering us up, like I said, or relaxing you, I wanted to find a way that we could incorporate all of that in a nice package. So, for example, the first episode we had was about when you're feeling in love. And so the meal that I made was a scallops and fish dish on a bed of creamy red onions. And the reason I put that is because the omega-3 fatty acids in fish and seafood help to regulate your heartbeat. And, you know, when you're in love and your heart's doing crazy buggers and you know, beating like crazy, it helps to be able to regulate your heart. And then the music part that you said um, is also connected with the mood. So the first episode of um, Being in Love was this beautiful couple singing a love song and talking about how they first met. And on top of that, to feed, obviously, the mind, because the music part, I reckon, is the soul food. But for the mind, I've got some quotes in there related to that mood so it's sort of like a package a full package depending on how you're feeling that day so you can sort of pick a mood and then have like the food and the music and the quotes that all go with it the song that they're singing in that episode is a neil young song it's called harvest moon and they play it with a guitar and and the the girl is singing and it's it's a beautiful song for episode one i think it fits very well with the mood of being in love and now for a short break. Hello listeners, I'm excited to announce that I recently interviewed Robert Tsao, founder of UMC, who's been making lots of news headlines. In August, he pledged to donate 100 million US dollars to help Taiwan defend itself. If you'd like exclusive first listening access to my interview with Mr. Tsao, simply make a donation of $25 or more to Talking Taiwan at TalkingTaiwan.com forward slash support. All of our donors, past, present, and future, will also get first listening access to my interviews with Chin Chi Yang, a multidisciplinary artist who has been inducted into the New York Foundation for the Arts Hall of Fame, and Michelle Kuo, an attorney, activist, and author of Reading with Patrick, which is a runner-up for the Dayton Literary Peace Prize and the Goddard Riverside Stefan Russo Book Prize for Social Justice. We are so grateful for all of your support and our growing listenership. Now, back to the episode. In one of the episodes of Gracie in the Kitchen, you make kimchi pancakes and say that kimchi has a lot of good bacteria in it. Can you explain a little bit more about this good bacteria? Sure. Well, the episode itself I've packaged together is what you should eat when you're feeling vulnerable. And the reason I've put that vulnerability together with kimchi is because is what you've said about kimchi being full of this good bacteria. It's sort of like yogurt. So because it's fermented, it's got this amazing amount of good bacteria that acts sort of like our body's army of defense against physical vulnerabilities. You know, it can protect against colds and build your immunity. And so I feel like when you're feeling a little vulnerable, eating something that physically makes you stronger you know, it can't be bad for your mind um, and soul as well. So I feel like kimchi is not only really tasty, but it's really, really good for your body. A lot of Taiwanese restaurants have their own versions of kimchi or pao cai. What do you think of the kimchi in Taiwan? You know, I really like it. Obviously, every restaurant and every place has a slightly different recipe, as you say. 
at the heart of it, it's still kimchi. Um, the only key difference I found, I think, is that it's less spicy than the majority of kimchi found in Korea. Actually, sometimes I like that. It's not as strong. It's not as grinding on the taste buds. More subtle. I think it's lovely. How popular is kimchi in Korea? Wow. Now that is a big question. They say statistically um, every Korean in Korea eats around 40 pounds of kimchi a year. That's a huge, colossal amount of kimchi. So tell me, why did you choose to do an episode about kimchi pancakes? Well, it's one of the things that uses kimchi. And as I said, I think kimchi is perfect for when you're feeling vulnerable, but it's so easy to make. And for the amount of effort required to make this dish, I think the taste is phenomenal. It's like a fritter almost, you know. I mean, pancakes perhaps are slightly misleading because pancakes make me think of sweet food. But this is really just a simple, simple fritter. And I think the inherent taste of the kimchi makes it taste so good. So it sounds like kimchi pancakes is a good dish to serve to a friend, family member, or significant other. Absolutely. You know, um, kimchi is, is one of those foods that get really addictive, but at first it is quite strong for the palate, very, very salty, very spicy, it's very fermented. But when you put it into a pancake like this, it actually takes that grind away. It makes it a lot more smoother for the tongue. So I think for anyone really, even for people who've never tried kimchi before, I think this is a perfect introduction. Do you have any special tips for how to make kimchi pancakes? Uh, I would say the more fermented the kimchi, the better. So kimchi obviously has different processes in its fermentation cycle, you know, when it's just freshly made right down to when it's very, very sour. And obviously when it's sour, it's a lot harder to eat straight out of the tin or, you know, just fresh with rice. But when it's really sour, that's when you want to make the pancakes because that brings out the flavor. So that's probably the biggest hint I'd give about making really nice kimchi pancakes. I've been speaking with Gracie Kim about her YouTube show called Gracie in the Kitchen. This episode of Talking Taiwan has been sponsored by Natoa, the North America Taiwanese Women's Association. Natoa was founded in 1988 to evoke a sense of self-esteem and enhance women's dignity, to oppose gender discrimination and promote gender equality, to fully develop women's potential and encourage their participation in public affairs, to contribute to the advancement of human rights and democratic development in Taiwan, to reach out and work with women's organizations worldwide to promote peace for all. To learn more about NATWA, visit their website, www.natwa.com. Now it's time for you to show us some love. We just found out that you can rate us on Spotify. Or if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Audible, leave us a review there. It helps others to discover Talking Taiwan. To learn more about any of the items mentioned in this episode, visit our website, TalkingTaiwan.com. There will list any related links. Thank you for listening to another episode of Talking Taiwan. I'm your host, Felicia Lin. Talking Taiwan is brought to you by Forumosa.com.